Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Grace Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. I'll be speaking today on a topic I have called the prayer of inquiry. About 30 years ago, one night, I stood to perform my usual prayers. It was my tradition at that time to pray by exactly 10 p.m. every day for about an hour. I proceeded to present my prayers in my usual way, using King James English and all the other poetic embellishments that people were using at that time. I shouted my prayers and was audacious with it as I saw it done in church. After about 15 minutes of this, I heard a loud voice say, Shut up! from inside me. The voice was so loud that I had to stop and look around. Seeing no one, I realized it must have been God speaking to me so I kept quiet and listened and the voice said shut up I am not interested in this show and he went further to say do you think I don't know you this is not your voice these words are not yours this is a performance and I am not interested now at this point I sat down to listen And the voice continued by asking me, how do you think I feel when I see you speaking sincerely to your friends? But when it's time to speak to me, you begin to dramatize. The voice said, I have been with you all day. I saw you with your friends. This is not you. And then finally, the voice concluded, if you will not speak to me from the heart and in sincerity, and be yourself, then I'm not bothered, I'm not interested. And that was it. This became the beginning of a fresh relationship between God and I. I stopped copying what I saw in church because for some reason God didn't want me to be a part of it. So I followed my own path and changed my prayer life. And I went further to study on the subject of prayer. Prayer is a big part of the doctrine of virtually every religion on earth. Since it's basically defined as we know it as communication between man and God, it's not a surprise that it has taken center stage in the belief systems of most religions in the world. Whether it is prayer to the God of heaven, the almighty God, and the different pantheons worshipped by men, even the little gods in the villages, the basic idea is the same, communication from a lower to a higher personality to receive solution to felt needs. This subject is an area that has attracted my keen interest because I have noticed few aspects of our practices as regards to prayer that I believe needs to be highlighted for due consideration. 
So as I apply my thoughts to them, I'm thinking perhaps I might shine some new light on the entire subject. As I had already stated at the beginning, the basic definition of prayer as we know it is communication between the worshipper and the object of his worship. In other words, once you are in communication with God, then we assume you are praying. However, I have learned some time ago that prayer is also a legal term. In jurisprudence, prayers are sent to a court to make requests for the judge to consider, especially in the area of claims and damages. As I understand it, the request itself needs to have a legal basis, but left to the discretion of the presiding judge to grant it or otherwise. In other words, if you bring a prayer to a judge, he can say yes or no. Now, taking that definition into consideration, it becomes a little challenging to match the things that we are doing in church today as prayer. A whole lot happens in church and we call it prayer. I really do wonder if those things can truly be called prayer. Notice that in the law, not every communication to the court is a prayer. For it to be a prayer, it needs to meet certain criteria. Now, in that same vein, I believe that not every communication that is done in the name of prayer can truly be called prayer. It also needs to meet certain criteria to be called prayer. For example, when addressing devils and demons, it cannot be prayer. It simply doesn't follow, doesn't make sense. Prayer is a request. Is it possible to make requests from demons and devils? I think these other activities must be separated from the time of prayer to God. I personally find it distasteful to be talking of God and commanding devils at the same breath. I'm not saying one cannot command devils or make decrees and all that, but these activities should be separate and distinct. For example, I once heard someone say, Oh God, I bind you devil. Who is this person addressing in that statement? Is the person addressing God or is he addressing Satan? So I think thought should be given to how we pray and how we conduct ourselves during that time of prayer. I have identified two things that need to be present for any activity to be called prayer. And the first thing is attitude. Communication is not just words, but it's also effected through attitudes. The attitude or non-verbal cues shown during communication can go a long way in passing messages beyond actual words. Coming with the wrong attitude to a discussion might ruin the outcome of that meeting. This includes the tone of your voice. If one has to make a request from someone in whose hands the power lies to either grant or refuse your request, as it is the case in prayer, Humility should be the best way to go. I don't believe it is possible to pray without being humble. It does not go. 
I have had a lot of people pray to God as though God is owing them something. Making demands cannot be prayer. The truth is that God is not owing any man anything. Whatever entitlements we think we have are a foregone issue with God. God has already given all. So, He owes nothing to any man. Now, if we lack knowledge, it is not God's fault because efforts have been made to make books like the Bible available. People have died to make it available. And if we lack faith, it is better we ask God, even the way the disciples of Christ asked Him in the book of Luke 17, 5. Furthermore, many people have developed the belief that they can command God while praying. First of all, prayer is a request, not an order or an instruction. I have heard many people ostensibly in prayer while really not instructions to God. They say, oh God, you will do this. Oh God, you will do that. You call him Lord and yet you dare to command him. How does that make any sense? Meanwhile, these people doing these things are educated people and intelligent people who know enough not to do it with their bosses, yet they do it in prayer. What that tells me is that there is no reality in it. It's just a performance. Their minds are not engaged in what they are doing because they know enough not to do it in the office, yet they don't know enough not to do it in prayer. There's a problem. It's only an empty religious activity which only serves to make us feel better about ourselves. Or as Timothy put it in 2 Timothy 3.5, it's a form of godliness without the requisite power. Let's be real with ourselves. What we cannot do with our bosses in the office, we should not do it with God. Now I know that some will bring my attention to a scripture that those of us who grew up in the word of faith movement have used to justify this folly. And that scripture is Isaiah 45:11, And it reads, Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, his maker, Ask me the things to come concerning your sons, and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. That's the scripture. Now, without even going to deciphering this translation of the word command in this scripture, let's simply apply common sense. If your boss in your workplace asks you to slap him, will you do it? Will you not respectfully ask him to look for someone else who will slap him? Now, let us remember that the God we are talking about is the same God that did not allow Moses enter the promised land because he believed that Moses did not sanctify him. Not that Moses disobeyed. Moses obeyed but did not obey it as he says. That is the same God you want to command. My advice is do not command God. Rather, make your requests known with supplications and thanksgiving as it is written in the book of Philippians 4.6. And by the way, the word supplication basically means begging. So, better go and beg God. It is also a common practice to quote scriptures at God while praying to remind Him of His promises. I believe quoting scripture should be for our own benefit to strengthen our faith, not for God. God has no memory issues. Whenever we see in scriptures that God remembered something or someone, it's actually referring to due season, not that God forgot anything. 
God can certainly not forget. The ages have all been planned out well ahead of time by God. From even the foundation of the world, even as it says in Hebrews 4.3. So God is beyond forgetting anything. God knows all things and God sees all things and therefore God can forget anything. This message will be continued. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.